Welcome to Life-Altering Events with Frank Zakari. When something positive or negative changes in our lives, we are basically at a fork in the road. Where does the next step take us? What do we do as reactions to something that has already happened? How do we prevent the negative aspects from happening again? Whether in business or personal parts of your life, you can get back on track. We'll talk about it today. Now, here is your host, Frank Zakari. Good morning. I hope you're all having a wonderful Tuesday. My name is Frank Zakari, and you're listening to life-altering events on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, people often ask me, what exactly is a life-altering event? I answer like this. It can be anything that we choose or something that is thrust upon us that dramatically alters the trajectory of our life. Okay, what do we mean by that? Everyone has those aha moments in life uh, that changes your life for better or for worse. These life-altering events occur in every aspect of our professional life, our personal life, and our lives of our family, friends, business associates, etc. Try as we may, it's impossible to completely separate the events from our personal life from events in our professional life. Believe me, I tried it. And I failed miserably. All right, so let's look at this. What life-altering events present us with is an opportunity to seize the moment and make a difference in our own lives and the life of our friends and our loved ones. They're also a fork in the road where we have the choice. The choices are we can either fall apart or we pick up the pieces, we deal with whatever grief we have, and start moving forward to better times and better people. Always keep in mind, it's never too late to have the life that you want and you deserve. Now, as you listen to this show over the next month and hopefully next several years, I urge you to think about participating in an upcoming show. If you have a life-altering event that could inspire others, visit the life-altering events page on thevoiceamerica.com and send an email or contact me directly at lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com. Tell me about the event that changed your life so dramatically. How did you address it? Where are you now? We'll review the content, and if it fits well in our program, we'll contact you, and we may use it in a future show. We look forward to hearing from you. Let's talk about what changed your life. Now, since this is our first show... Let me tell you a little bit about me, and I'll get to know you over the next several weeks and months and years. I come from a very, very large New York Italian family. Now, before people say, well, how large is it? I had two brothers, two sisters, and I had 22 first cousins that all live within two blocks of each other. We had a recent family reunion where we had over 400 cousins and relatives. So this is a very large New York family. We all grew up in a place called Dunkirk, New York. Dunkirk, New York is a steel town. They're just outside of Buffalo. Now, not wanting to work in steel, I had hoped that baseball would be my escape. I wanted to be Derek Jeter before there was a Derek Jeter. I wanted to play shortstop for the Yankees. I had a tryout in high school with the Pittsburgh Pirates where I realized the only thing that's preventing me from being a professional baseball player is simply a lack of talent. So I figured, well, you're not going to play baseball, Frank. You better figure out what it is you're going to do with your life. So I learned how to study. 
I went off to school at a place called Hudson Valley Community College in Troy, New York. There's a shout out to Hudson Valley. I did well, and after two years, I applied to Cornell, and both to my shock and delight, I was accepted. Now, let me put this in perspective for you. I was not the greatest student in the world in high school. If I would have applied to Cornell out of high school, they would have sent back the application unopened with a note written on it saying, get serious, kid. While basking in the glory of becoming an Ivy Leaguer, the military draft came along and my lottery number was 10. With student deferments gone, the Cornell dream was now over. And rather than be drafted into the military and having a good chance to go into Vietnam, I enlisted and served four years as a medic in the United States Air Force. There were two life-altering events here. Joining the first one was joining the military, and the second was the military sent me to California. Now, all I knew as a New Yorker, from as 18, 19-year-old New Yorker, all I knew about California was watching the Rose Bowl. There were beaches, there were blondes, there were no snow, and for a kid from Buffalo, this was like dying and going to heaven. After the military, I finished my degree in finance from the California State University in Sacramento, and I started my post-military career in high-tech sales and marketing with a company called NCR. Some of you may know it as the National Cash Register. I figured I'd stay in high-tech for maybe three years and then go back into finance. Well, then life happened, and 25 years later, I was still in high-tech as a CEO of two companies in Seattle. I had a great life. I had a career that I loved. I was making very good money. I was married and had two young daughters who were my world. As you can imagine, another life-altering event occurred. My mother died, and 45 days later, my then-wife left the family. I had custody of my two young daughters, so staying in high tech was no longer an option since I used to travel about two weeks out of every month and I needed to be a full-time dad. So we moved back to Sacramento, California. I acquired an insurance insurance agency from a friend, but this gave me the flexibility to be a full-time parent. Now, when you go from high tech to insurance, you go from a very proactive world in high tech to a very reactive world in insurance. For me, this was like dying going to hell. But my children come first, and we did what we had to do. Thirteen years later, my youngest daughter graduated from Arizona State and found a job. The agency, the insurance agency, had become one of the most profitable in Northern California, and I sold the business. Now, at age 62, I faced yet another life-altering event, deciding What do I want to be when I grow up? I've written and published five books based on true life altering events, true stories. Now, we changed the names, but they're based on true stories. I conduct a workshop at Arizona State for aspiring entrepreneurs. I'm a mentor for the University of California Entrepreneurship Academy, and I'm a mentor with the Sacramento Veterans Treatment Court. In my spare time, I secured uh, motivational speaking engagements, and finally, I got remarried to the love of my life. Now, this past April, Camille Nash, who is an executive producer with Voice America, gave me a call, and she said, hey, Frank, your journey has helped you develop skills in business, 
in finance and organizational development, working with people and success. Now, it's time, Frank, that you use and share your knowledge and experience and help people discover solutions to their personal and their professional lives. Now, Camille can be very persuasive, so I said, let's do it. So I put together this program, Life-Altering Events, where we will share and discuss inspirational stories from guests that have suffered from life-altering events, how they picked up the pieces, created a better life. Now, if they can do it, so can you. That's who I am. Now, I hope to meet many of you over the coming years and months. Now, let's get started. One of the things that happens when you're trying to find the courage to follow your dreams is fear. Fear prevents most people from taking action. So what we're going to talk about in this first segment is everything you want is on the other side of fear. Now, I talked to so many people who at one time had a dream or a vision, but they lacked the courage to face their fears and take that necessary action. They just settled. Now, I'm sure we all know people that have been there and have done that. Maybe we did it ourselves at one point. I recently spoke to one of my customers who had achieved a fair amount of success in his life. And he told me he went back home to visit his hard luck hometown for the first time in 48 years. 48 years. It's a small town on Lake Erie that never recovered from the loss of the steel mills many, many years ago. While he was there, he encountered a few friends from his childhood, people from his old neighborhood. These are people he's known his entire life. And they decided, hey, let's have lunch and catch up. Now, as they were sitting in a restaurant overlooking Lake Erie, the man tells me he looks out over the lake and he sees the old power plant that used to employ over 2,000 people. And it was completely vacant. Not even a car in the parking lot. As he looked off to the right, he saw a very large, empty field. It was full of weeds, where one of the five steel mills that employed over 15,000 people once stood. As he drove to the restaurant, he went through what was once a very vibrant downtown, which was now abandoned and boarded up buildings. So are you getting the picture? This is where, what he left many, many years ago, and it still has not recovered. One of the friends said to him, you know, you were lucky. You had the opportunity to go to college and get out of here and build a lucrative career. I never had that opportunity. The man says his initial reaction was absolute anger. But he took a deep breath, breathed in, collected his thoughts, and then he said to them, there was no luck involved. I made a choice to get out. Growing up, we all imagined and had that someday we would go to college and become successful. We all had the same vision back then. And then he continued. When it came time to go to college, I didn't have enough money, and my family certainly didn't have the money to send me. 
So I made a choice. I chose to join the military. Now, it delayed my vision by four years while I served, but I was able to save some money, and with the help of the GI Bill, I was able to go to college. One of the friends said to him, you know, we remember when you, when you did that. You, you enlisted during the Vietnam War. We thought you were crazy. There was no way we were going to do that. So the man took another deep breath, and he said, well, gentlemen, I guess we all get to live with our choices. Now, what happened here? All of these old friends had imagination and a vision, but only one, only one, made a choice to do whatever it took to realize his vision. Now, what choices are you going to make? Are you going to say, I am what I am, and nothing I do can change anything about that? Or are you going to say, what if... What if I make a decision? What if I take action and have the courage to face your fears? Now, I recently read a book named The Four Agreements. It's by Don Miguel Ruiz. And he wrote something. I want to read this to you because I think it's so powerful. He said, taking action is about living fully. Inaction is sitting in front of your television for ye- every day for years because you're afraid to be alive and to take risk of expressing what you are or what you can be. You can have many great ideas in your head, but what makes the difference is the courage to take action. Without action upon an idea, there is no manifestation, no results, and no rewards. Now think about that. That is a very, very powerful statement. We've all heard the term, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Well, intentions are wonderful, ideas are wonderful, strategies are wonderful, but unless you get off the couch and take action, nothing's going to happen. One of the things I tell people when I give talks around the country and around the world now is remember this one point here. I didn't have an opportunity is not a reason and not an excuse. It's a choice. Now, isn't it time to move beyond your fears and have the life that you intended to live? One thing I was told many, many years ago is you cannot have the life you deserve if you're clinging to the life that's holding you back. Isn't it time to pick up the pieces and make some decisions and move forward? We got your attention? All right. That's our first section here in our show. Now, one of the issues with fear is simply not knowing what opportunities there are available. Okay, it's just something that I'm not aware of it. I don't know where to find it. I'm not sure what to do. Now, this happens in life, and it's not the fault of any individuals. You usually see this in marginalized communities. One of the things we looked at was 
rites of passage as you're growing up, being involved and participating in a rite of passage can be a major life-altering event. This is particularly true for teenagers. Rites of passage can be a holiday dance, they can be graduation, or it can be the big one, which is attending the prom. Far too many teens miss out on these rites of passage simply because they don't have the money for the gown or the tux or the limo or the dinner, and in many cases, they don't know where to go to find solutions. They don't know how to take that next step. Now, not being able to participate in these rites of passage can have a very negative effect on a child's self-esteem, self-worth, and feeling of belonging. It can lead to intense frustration, to isolation, and depression. And the worst case scenario is when a child is repeatedly told by actions, by words, or by their inability to attend a rite of passage that they are not good enough, that they don't matter, that they'll never be accepted, and there's no hope of improvement. It can be a tipping point that moves them into crimes or drug use or abusive relationship or homelessness. So learning and being exposed to people and to organizations that can help lead you out of these areas, lead you to be involved in rites of passage that will help you overcome your fear is a huge step in people's lives. And it's something that we have to address when people are young. Because once you start that, that fear builds, it's going to stay for a long time. All right, we're going to take a short break here. When we come back, we'll continue this discussion on rites of passage and finding the courage to step away from your fears. You're listening to the Life Altering Events, and I'm Frank Sakari on the Voice America Network. Contact me at Life Altering Event page on the voiceamerica.com by pressing email the host, and email, or, or you can email me directly at lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com. You can connect with me on Facebook at Life Altering Events LLC, or you can find me at Frank Sakari at LinkedIn. I want to hear about your life altering events. Okay, let's take a break here. what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Book Frank Zakari as the motivational speaker at your next event. Frank is a dynamic, entertaining, and fascinating storyteller. Your organization will be entertained and will learn stories of success they can implement immediately. Email Frank today to secure him for your next event at lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com or call 916-718-5517. Mention that you heard about it from the Life Altering Events radio program. You can also visit Frank's website for more information at frankzakari.com. Frank Zakari has written five books spanning a range of life-altering events and how to handle them. When the Wife Cheats is about a man with two young daughters handling the devastating loss of a cheating wife. Inside the Spaghetti Bowl is about how one family stays together through both good and bad. Five Years to Live 
follows a couple through life after a tragic accident, recovery, and prognosis. From the Ashes is a turnaround management success story about the University of Washington volleyball team. Find the books at Amazon in print, audio, and Kindle formats and at frankzakari.com. Multiple studies show us that the vast majority of people are disengaged at work. A Gallup report stated that two-thirds of American workers are unhappy and 15% actually hate their work. That means that 81% are not engaged to work for a common goal. Frank Zakari and his team have programs to help you change this dynamic and create a collaborative and high-performing organization. Visit frankzakari.com to set up an initial consultation today. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Life-Altering Events with Frank Zakari. To call into the program today with questions or comments, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or you can send an email to lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And we're back. Thank you for staying with us. You're listening to Life Altering Events, and I am Frank Sakari on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. All right, feel free to contact us. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before the break, we were talking about the up, everything you want is on the other side of fear. And we were just discussing part of fear is not knowing. It's not knowing where to go. It's not having people to help you. It's not having the wherewithal to understand the opportunities that are available to you. And that's not always the case, as we talked about earlier. For you looking at young people, and there are the various rites of passage that we mentioned, things like Little League, like T-ball, like the first date, like the prom, like graduation. These are things that are very, very important to help develop the self-esteem, to remove and eliminate the fear that a lot of us face and particularly people who are in marginalized communities. They just simply don't know what their alternatives are, their options are. Well, my guests today are two people an organiza- who run an organization who are doing something about this. Mina and Adrian Perez are both very, very engaged in the community activists in the Sacramento area. Now, Mina is the founder and the CEO of Via de Oro, which is a nonprofit which began to simply support the arts for the marginalized communities. Now, what this has grown into is one of the most influential organizations in the Sacramento area. Adrian, Adrian is, 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 a, is a wonderful guy. He's funny as hell. Adrian is a marketing and public relations. He's a genius in this area. He's very, very active in city, county, state government, and he advocates for a number of issues affecting marginalized communities. Now, Mina and Adrian, welcome to Life Altering Events. All right, Mina, are you with us here? Yes. Good, good, good. Mina, let me start with you. Via de Oro recently received a great deal of press, very positive press, radio, TV coverage after the devastating fire that destroyed the entire city of Paradise, California. Tell, tell our listeners what happened here. What happened here? 
Well, I I received a, a call from a representative of a, a nonprofit there called Quota International of Oroville, California, and they normally receive uh, donations from a company, a clothing company called Lulu's.com online. Now, they had just received a shipment, a large shipment, but their building had burned down, and so they had nowhere to put them. So the representative that knows me, I've worked with her before, called me and said, hey, can you come and get some dresses? Because they're going to trash them. We don't need them, and we can't use them. So just can you just come and get a few? So I got a truck. I drove all the way over there through the smoke, through the devastation. I was practically in tears seeing the, the people out in the street and the tents and so forth. But I made it to the place that I was uh, uh, given the address and there were 17 huge boxes waiting for me and we loaded them up there were over 700 dresses they had left me to pick up otherwise it would have been trashed and they were all brand new they were clean they were in the box very well sealed so we loaded them up on the truck and there was a young man there that was helping us load and he himself had just lost his home had been burned and he's living in a trailer and he had only he had been married for two weeks and he lost his home so with his sadness but he was also joyous that we were able to pick up these dresses and I brought them to Sacramento uh, and, and to plan what I was going to do with them which was of course give them give them away and uh, that started that journey. That's pretty amazing. The Paradise Fire, for those of you uh, that are listening that, that are, are unaware or don't remember, Paradise, California is a little city a couple hours uh, outside of Sacramento. And this fire destroyed the entire city. The entire city. The schools, the shops, the homes, etc. This was one of the complete and total devastation. So obviously there was going to be no prom because there were no buildings to have a prom in and everyone was scattered as a result of the fire. Now, when you picked up all these dresses and you brought them back to Sacramento, Adrian, how did you promote this, this massive prom dress giveaway? Well, how, we, did you, how, how did you find a location big enough? Well, well it, it, the, the great thing about, about Sacramento, it's, it's a small enough town where you have a tendency to meet and know a lot of people. And that's what we do is we've been throughout the community and uh, we, uh, we were having lunch with one of our big uh, sponsors for the foundation, uh, U-Haul. And we were telling him what was going on. And at that moment, the, uh, the regional manager asked us if we'd be interested in using one of uh, their facilities that they had just uh, purchased. It was a beautiful building. Uh, made of uh, granite and uh, and uh, and tile, just just gorgeous building, and uh, it could very well fit well, uh, you know, anywhere from four to five hundred people, which is what we needed. And uh, from there, the the seed was planted, and we created an event out of this. We invited uh, the the five different school districts. Uh, to participate. In addition to that, we uh, we put out press releases. Well, the media picked it up, pushed it very, very hard. Uh, as a result, we had kids driving in from uh, close to 300 miles away for a free prom dress. 
And let me tell you, uh, the press uh, took it to the national level. We even had ABC National News covering it. And we were just uh, just ecstatic because of the amount of publicity. And uh, But more importantly, what was captured was the reaction of all these young girls and their parents knowing that their child was going to go to prom with a very nice brand new dress. In addition to that, the parents' reaction, knowing that they didn't have to fork out 350 bucks for a very nice dress. So it was exciting. It was very, very exciting, extremely emotional. And, uh, and at a time when, when, when there was a lot of tragedy, especially in, in Paradise, California, out of that comes this incredible wonderful uh, opportunity and uh, and uh, we have to we have to give thanks to to the corporations the companies that that uh, picked up the ball and said we 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 want we want to do something so it was great it was wonderful it was it was a, an amazing event when when you you see it on on, on national news the thing that that really Im- impressed me when we met and talked about this was the number of high schools. So, what was the number of schools that students came from? We had over seventy schools that that part that came, and I made what I did is I had a a sign up sheet where the individual signed up, told me what their age was, what school they were coming from, and I also had their parents sign because I, it was very important to make sure that we had parents' permission that this was okay because this is another way to get the parents involved and I'm just going to give you a little bit of a really quick I'm going to say the names of some of the schools some of them I didn't even know I thought we were just going to get our local you know handful of high schools from around here in Sacramento but we had Alexander T, Antelope, Auburn Bella Vista, Calvin, Capital City Calusa Center, C.K. McClatchy, C.L.A.A., Claremont High, Clovis West, Consumers Oaks, Crystal Ray, Del Campo, El Camino High School, Encina High School Football, Florin High School, Folsom High School, Franklin, Grant High School, Galt, Grant Bay, Health Professionals, Helen Carr, Heritage Peak, Highlands Community, Hiram Johnson, Intercom, John F. Kennedy, Kit Carson, Laguna Creek, Las Plumas. That's amazing. Luther that was amazing. Murphy. I mean, Liberty Ranch, Marysville, Monterey Trail, Natomas Charter, Natomas High School. Let me interject here, Nina. Uh What we found here is, for those of you who aren't familiar with the Sacramento or Northern California area, these are people from, if you look at Sacramento, which is almost in the middle of the state, we're going to the Oregon border, to the Nevada border, all the way out to the San Francisco Bay Area, and then all the way down past Central California into Fresno and Bakersfield. That's almost to Los Angeles. Right. Now, if you're not familiar with the state of California, it's just gigantic. This would be, in effect, young women and parents coming from almost the entire eastern seaboard. If you started at the, on the east coast, this would go all the way down to South Carolina. Yes. And these are people who came all this distance because Via de Oro, reached out to show these young people, these young women, that they do mean something. And stress a little bit more about that, Mina, this the self-esteem component. Well, you know, it, 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 people talk about homelessness, and sometimes it starts there in high school. Because if you don't belong to certain groups, certain uh, activities, 
your 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 ostracized is put aside you become oh they're not the you know the popular group and so you miss out and the regrets begin and then i'm not good enough and the the self-esteem again goes down and down and so my thing is that we we have to give them value we have to give them each one of you has a wonderful gift that's ready to explode once you step into the the world you've you've put in all this time all the way to 12 years of school and 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 to be squashed at the end of it? No, it's to open up the doors to say, you know, start running because the world is yours. And so I want to make sure that you have that last component of I've made it this far and this is my reward and, and I feel good about it and why not me? And and that's so important because if not, then, then that regret will carry them for the rest of their lives and every regret is added on from there on and we need to stop that um that that's why i do this and i'm just going to share with you a little bit it wasn't just latinos we had african-american monk uh native american white east indian asian filipino hawaiian mix there's a lot of mix families samoan and russian those are just some of the nationalities that that i captured and 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 you know what their cultures are intermingling with our american ways and we have to help them everyone to to you know to hold hands together and walk alongside equally that's why we do what we do when we met one time you had told me a story about a, a very successful accountant that you met in the course of this uh, this this prom dress giveaway and his story was intriguing uh, about some of the things that he had missed would you share that with the listeners please well you know and there's many stories like this individual, uh, you know, not being able to to ask their parent, you know, for money for for whether it's to go to the prom or to, you know, and be in part of the sports, you know, because you have to pay a certain amount for your equipment. Um, the burden is so huge that that they they just keep it to themselves and 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 they miss out. They miss out. So by us being able to. To make ourselves, you know, uh, promote ourselves and put ourselves out there and, and announce what we're able to do and, and have, like this one individual coming to us, we were able to to provide them with the resources, with the materials, with the all, all that is needed to, you know, to do what they need, uh, whether whether it's it's a sports or a prom or etc. But the thing is, uh, I had a young woman who. Uh, wanted to is wants to be an attorney wants to be a lawyer someday but she needed to go through some of this um activities so i was able to we the vida de oro foundation was able to give her the resources the supplies to begin her journey and she she was able to do that and she just got accepted to uc davis uh and she she's just graduated and she's going to uc davis to begin her educational um next step so Without that, she would not have even tried. And she's undocumented, by the way, undocumented. So she's doing everything she can to get all her documents in place accordingly. She was born, you know, uh, in Mexico, but she came over here when she was five years old. And you know what? Um, I, I just believe that everyone needs to be given a chance Everyone needs to be given a chance to make things right, regardless of, of how they started. That's absolutely right. 
one of the things that uh, that uh, one of the people that I spoke to about this program, he had said that uh, he couldn't go to the prom. He he missed all he missed all these things as there was as he was growing up and his life. He just felt I'm not good enough and I'm never going to be good enough. We're going to take a short break here. We're going to come back and continue the story with Mina and Adrian Perez. You're listening to Life Altering Events, and I'm Frank Sakari and the Voice America Empowerment Network. Contact us at Life Altering Events at the, at the, the Voice America page by pressing email the host or contact me directly at lifealteringeventsradio.com. I'm going to take a short break here. Thank you. Stay with us. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Book Frank Zakari as the motivational speaker at your next event. Frank is a dynamic, entertaining, and fascinating storyteller. Your organization will be entertained and will learn stories of success they can implement immediately. Email Frank today to secure him for your next event at lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com or call 916-718-5517. Mention that you heard about it from the Life Altering Events radio program. You can also visit Frank's website for more information at frankzakari.com. Frank Zakari has written five books spanning a range of life-altering events and how to handle them. When the Wife Cheats is about a man with two young daughters handling the devastating loss of a cheating wife. Inside the Spaghetti Bowl is about how one family stays together through both good and bad. Five Years to Live follows a couple through life after a tragic accident, recovery, and prognosis. From the Ashes is a turnaround management success story about the University of Washington volleyball team. Find the books at Amazon in print, audio, and Kindle formats and at frankzakari.com. Multiple studies show us that the vast majority of people are disengaged at work. A Gallup report stated that two-thirds of American workers are unhappy and 15% actually hate their work. That means that 81% are not engaged to work for a common goal. Frank Zakari and his team have programs to help you change this dynamic and create a collaborative and high-performing organization. Visit frankzakari.com to set up an initial consultation today. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Life Altering Events with Frank Sakari. To call into the program today with questions or comments, please call 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Or you can send an email to Life Altering Events Radio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And we're back. Thank you again for staying with us. We are having an intriguing conversation and discussion with Mina and Adrian Perez, who have a foundation called Via de Oro, who is reaching out and helping young people overcome their fear. The topic today is everything you want is on the other side of fear. And as we mentioned, part of that fear is simply not knowing what your opportunities are. One of the things that impresses me about this organization as I interact with them is they've 
taken it upon themselves. They're saying, look, we cannot depend and rely on the schools or the government or business alone to address all these issues. There has to be a concentrated or concerted effort between all these entities and willing organizations like Via de Oro to serve as a focal point to get economic growth within our communities. This is simply, it's just not going to happen. We absolutely have to team and mentor and work together with all these organizations to, 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 to instill the change that we want to have. Now, one of the things Mina had mentioned, people from 73, students from 73 high schools came to this program. And we've captured all their data and their information about them. And now they're going to expand this program. They're not putting, they're not just make, talking the talk, they're walking the walk here. And they're providing transitional life skills. So Adrian, Mina, let, let's talk about how you're expanding this program. What are the other things that you've added to it? Well, one of the things that, that we realized is uh, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful opportunity to bring all these kids together. And when you're talking about 500 kids, you know, that's a lot, that's a lot, of, that's a lot of people. And, but we need to take it to a different level. Uh, we have we have a carrot, so to speak, in the uh, palm dresses, but we need we need to to also provide additional incentives. You see, even though some of the kids are are getting their prom dresses, we still have a high a high number of kids that are either not going to graduate, and if they do graduate, they're not going anywhere. We need, we need to create a carrot. We need to create a, a, a mechanism to help them move into the next level of life. And that's kind of what, what we're looking at. So some of the things that, that uh, we're in, we want to incorporate for this next year, because we're doing it again, by the way, both Lulus.com and believe it or not, Macy's have jumped on board saying, can we do this as a larger event in February of 2020? And we're saying yes, but we need to add something else. So some of the things that we're looking at at incorporating is like a resume building, uh, interviewing skills, how to dress for success, uh, understanding business 101, because it's important for kids to also if, if, if they want to be business people, let's encourage them to be. The schools today are not encouraging anybody to go into business in California. I don't know how it is in other states, but that's very frustrating considering that we have this massive population and, and uh, kids are not being encouraged to go into business. Uh, business is what creates our economy. And then, of course, there's there's uh, 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 the potential of uh, maybe uh, some of the uh, local businesses coming in and er- interviewing some of these kids for potential internships. Uh, but we're also going to give them other things, you know, like like uh, uh, gift cards, uh, tickets to sporting events, uh, tickets to shows, concerts, that kind of stuff. So like that, there's a there's this continuous motivation to get them excited. Uh, about not only coming in to select their dress, but also pursuing their education and attaining a, a, at least a high school degree. That's outstanding. I, I think the feedback that I have heard is the students and the parents 
are are excited and they're thrilled about this opportunity and they're going to make time to bring the students to these additional training classes um, uh, to to give to, to open open up doors to different opportunities. One of the best methods to address homelessness and violence and depression and to take away the fear is a stable, good-paying job. Now, we've talked, Adrian, we, yes. the three of us have talked about this at great length. A strong business community is needed for a thriving economy. And too many cities, counties are out trying to hook the big fish. They all want Amazon to move into their community. Okay, well, that's not going to happen. So let's talk about how we help drive and what the value is of supporting the small and local businesses to eliminate this fear. Well, uh, obviously, uh, if, if we begin to establish more entrepreneurs or create more entrepreneurs, uh, the chances of, of, uh, of businesses becoming uh, successful uh, increases. Most people, uh, many people, don't become entrepreneurs until they're in their, you know, mid-30s, mid-40s. And as a result, they're actually behind the eight ball because technology has taken over and the younger people have a a much better opportunity of being extremely successful in business today because of that. So here's here's, uh, 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 what what we're looking at. We're looking at, at identifying components, allowing people to identify component skill sets that they have identifying things that they have a passion for and then encouraging them to get into that because people with skill sets and and passion behind it are the most successful entrepreneurs we have. And all you need to do is look at at the big guns out there today, the Bill Gates, the the Steve Jobs, etc. They they became huge because of their skill sets and their passion for what they wanted to do. Uh, we can do that with with uh, uh, gear, I should say, uh, uh, towards doing that with young people. Uh, you and I, Adrian, have had uh, meetings with city managers and elected city officials, and we've talked about this developing the strong local business and investing locally to give these opportunities and take away that fear so that there's a knowledge. We've talked about that, you know, they already live in the area. So they're already committed to the community. Yes, yes. And and I'm sorry, because sometimes I get excited, so I want to say something. Uh, (laughs) Let me tell you, uh, what has has happened is, for some reason, government really feels that they're the ones who can create the economy. Okay. Government cannot create the economy. They're really good at creating uh, 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 guidance at at preventing uh, at preventing uh, 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 people from from uh, from ripping other people off. They're good at a lot of that stuff, but they're not good at creating an economy. Entrepreneurs create the economy, so it's very exciting when you sit down with a a politician who listens to you and says, I get it, I understand it, I support it. And it's also very frustrating when you sit down with another politician and they go, that won't work, you know, leave it alone, 
let the schools handle this. Well, the schools aren't handling this. The schools have so many things, so many requirements that need to be met so they can get their annual budgets that they've excluded very simple things like how to be an entrepreneur, how to balance your checkbook, how to, how to manage how to manage your 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 home. I mean, those those are things that are very basic that that many of us learned, believe it or not, growing up. But for some reason, our young kids aren't being taught that anymore. Well, uh, you know, I see it as an opportunity for Vida de Oro Foundation to jump in. Uh, we can complain all we want. Everybody will complain. But finding the solutions and putting the solutions out there, what we did back in the past can be recreated again today. It's as simple as that. Uh, habits. That's what kids uh, have, our habits. And we got to create uh, those good habits for them. And then once you give it to them, they can take off from there. That's what I, I believe. Very Absolutely. simple. Absolutely. One of the things... As we're listening here, as you're listening, uh, people around the world, and we hear about nonprofits, and we all say, well, yeah, that's nice, but here's another nonprofit begging for money every single day. Beautiful thing, what I really like about this Via de Oro organization is they hold events. They have fundraisers. They have become a massive community activist. Now, we got about three minutes left here. So, Adrian, tell us about some of the, and Armina, tell us about uh, some of the some of the programs that you do. And they're not just one-time programs. Well, what we created is the, we created uh, the Sacramento Taco Festival, which we are now, this is our sixth year. Uh, we created that as a nonprofit um, uh, fundraiser. And we charge $10 at the door. And, of course, we bring in the, the vendors, the food vendors, the merchants. This is an opportunity for artists and, and vendors that make goods, that create goods, that cook. This is a, their platform. This is where they come to sell, to showcase, to learn from others, and to have a great time. So we have the bands playing the music. They're, they're practicing. They're doing all that. The food is being sold. The merchants are selling their wares. And then we have activities like the only Chihuahua Beauty Contest, which is fun because you got to make it fun. A taco eating contest, how many tacos you can eat in one minute, and, and you get a trophy. And again, we, we provide trophies, the, the, the prizes, a little bit of cash money uh, from the sponsors. And so we make it a fun event, and we create the funding to carry us. Uh, we also now have a fall festival, an October fall festival. Again, we create pie eating contests, costume contests. You know, pumpkin carving, the, the, the things that we grew up with as kids that are kind of being displaced or forgotten. Now, one thing that I did not say is what the Vida de Oro Foundation does is we gather these fundings to provide supplies and tools to those in need, music equipment, art supplies, because you take a class and then you go home, but did you, do you have the supplies? No, they keep them. But if you have the supplies with you, then you can keep practicing, keep going, and taking to another level. So the money is to continue purchasing those supplies that we're giving away. And, and so um, U-Haul saw what we were doing and they said, you know what? We want to invest in the community, and we—that's why they are one of our biggest sponsors because they continue to help us. And they gave us a, a home now, which we will be moving into, and and they see us working it. We 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 have small art shows, we have small pop up art events, we have musical venues, so we're working it. 
And, and I have to tell you, at this point, we've never received one grant. We have not applied for any grant. So we work for our money to show people that we are what we say we are. Now, of course, if people want to donate to our uh, organization, that's great. That's wonderful. That gives us more. But it's not going to stop us from working because, as my grandmother told me many years ago when I was a child in a uh, very small, and I had polio, by the way, so my grandmother had to give me uh, some tools of my own. She said, Mina, as long as your hands work, you will never go hungry. And that is kind of what I continue to give uh, anyone that comes to me. I tell them that. As long as your hands work, you will never go hungry. So let's get to work. Absolutely. Let, let me add just real quickly, uh, Frank, because I know uh, we got one minute. We got one minute, guys. But but, but uh, so so let me add. So one of the things that we also do within these events is we give instruction and guidance to individuals to uh, to uh, to to vend at our events. Absolutely, we're going to have to cut it here. Uh, we're almost out of time. I want to thank. Adrian and Mina for being on and sharing this inspiring story. And remember, no matter what life throws at you, look up, get up, and never, ever give up. Pick up the pieces and start moving forward. If you'd like more, to hear more or learn more about what Mina and Adrian are doing, please contact me at the Life Altering Event page on Voice America Network by pressing email the host or email me directly at Life Altering Events Radio at gmail.com. We want to hear your story. Um, thank you, Adrian and Mina, this was for, the, for the, the inspiring story that you gave us here. And again, folks, if you want to hear more about this, let us know. We can have them back on a, another show or we'll move on, uh, uh, get information to you about the events that they're doing. Okay? Let me leave you with this. You can hear the show on iTunes after it's <laughs> starting tomorrow. On demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Stretcher, Google Play, Spotify, or at my website, franksakari.com. You press the media key right there. Now, let me leave you with this. You can't do this alone. The key to walking on water is to know where the rocks are. Thank you very much. Join us next week for another episode of Life Altering Events. Thank you for tuning into Life-Altering Events. Be sure to join Frank Zakari again next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a life-changing week. The Good Kind.